0: Welcome to Envisioned Broadcasting, the station designed to encourage, equip, and empower you for growth and success, presents When They Hear Us, an author's movement, a show that provides authors a platform to share their voice with the world. When They Hear Us, with Dr. Tracy Hines Lashley, begins now
1: i am one of your hosts dr tracy hines lashley the founder and the ceo of bossed
0: up leaders incorporated i am another host i'm coach k the coo of also
2: lead hers hello i'm tiffany myers cfo of boss lead hers another host
3: Oh, hi, I'm Brenda Thompson, or author Brenda Thompson, first time author, rather, and uh, glad to be here on the show.
4: Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Anitra Shelton quinn and I'm joining Brenda here, one of my coaches, who is just an amazing author. I'm excited to be on
3: the show. Thank you for the opportunity. Okay, now
1: this is a duo that we haven't had on the show yet. Okay, one of you guys wrote the book and another one coached them through it. Is that how it? it
3: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly <laughs> so, so. <laughs>
1: so how did that happen? Uh-oh, we lost one. <laughs> okay, well, Arthur, Brenda, you can go ahead and let us know a little bit about
3: the backstory. Um, well, you want to know about uh, the actual incident or what led me to... To, to write. Um, first of all,
1: how you guys, you know, ended up together,
3: <laughs> um, the duo. She's from the same hometown and I knew she was an author and I, you know, she's also uh, a, a minister and I follow her all the time. She's one of my friends and I've known her family for many years. And, and uh you know, something just touched me one day and it just said, hey, reach out to her. And just see what she has to say about it. What does she think about it? Because I was reluctant at first and I didn't know how it would be received. And and we did it from there. When she read it, she said, hey, we got to do this. So that's how we did it. exactly exactly one
4: of the things i I, I will just kind of give a little bit of background here by training i'm a psychologist i've been in my field 20 years but i also recognized early on hearing people say oh when are you going to start writing and i'd always shy away and i eventually did start writing myself and god just kind of gave me the key to how to produce a bestseller and so when brenda sent me her document i was blown away by the just The mental fortitude, just everything that this woman had triumphed through, and her story just—it literally had me in tears. And I was like, "Oh my God, people have to hear this and know that there is life after." And so I was excited to be a part of her journey.
1: Wow! And what is the name of your book? Wait, before that, tell us the background, this whole the story of this book before we tell the chat the name of the book.
3: Um. The story is about um, something that happened to me, an accident that happened to me uh, years ago in 1984. A college student just pledged uh, my sorority, living life, having fun, doing all the things that college grad- or college students do. And then one day, <clears throat> there was a gas leak that was in the first apartment that I've ever had um, went in that particular day. Was smelling something but didn't really know what it was because you know you're 21 years old, so you don't think about uh, gas or anything like that. And I mentioned it to somebody that day that I thought I was smelling something at the apartment, smelled funny, and they said, Hey, I think your pilot lights are out on your stove. And so I went ahead and proceeded with thinking I was going to light the pilot lights, but in in actuality, what had happened is the, the, the apartment was filled with gas. The gas had been leaking. So when I struck the match, there was the fire. And <laughs> my life changed in that instance from there. And so this story talks about that experience and and how difficult that was. It was a very, very painful experience. Uh, I mean, if you can think about when you touch a stove, you know how it, it just for a second, can you imagine the intensity when you touch a stove or a curling iron or something? It's che- and, and and this is a hundred times more magnified. And how I got through that, I know it was just by God's grace and mercy because I really shouldn't even be here. Uh, for all intents and purposes, I probably, uh, if I just looked at it, you, you would think I would have survived that, but I did. So I just detail that experience in this book, and uh, I think it it helped. With my faith, I, I certainly became stronger in my my Christian walk um, with God. I, I learned to rely heavily on him because when you're in those types of situations, there is nothing else that you can do. Your hands, you're in his hands, literally. So I kind of chronicle that experience and talk about it step by step. And all the things about the, the good things that happened with it, all the people who were there for me. Um, People that I didn't even know who were just there for me. And, you know, it's just like God placed people in my life uh, in this on this journey. And he's always covered me. And so that's what this book talks a lot about. So give some the glory. It's not just about the pain, but it's also about the success of what happened, uh, how I got through that. And what is the name of the book? And the book is called Out of the Ashes.
1: <laughs> when I initially heard the name of this book, I was like, hmm, well, you know, immediately thought about the devil. <laughs> and i was like, oh man, but then I was looking at the details, I'm like, oh my goodness, am I going to make it through this interview? <laughs> So Dr. Uh, Nitra, when you initially heard about it, or you read it, what were your initial thoughts? I know you were probably like, oh my goodness, this is real.
4: <laughs> Dr. I tell you when I first, first of all, I had known Brenda from afar. I had no idea that she had gone through something like that. And when the book is so very graphic, she was extremely graphic, which that's one of the things that I like to see authors be so that we can live their story. And so I actually lived her story, especially when and and as you read, I don't want to give too many details for people that are going to purchase the book. But as you read and you you read the details about how even the, the, the clothing was was kind of sticking to your body, the way you kind of really were so graphic, I felt it. And it just brought me to tears. But then every with every page turn, when I would see how she was just sojourning through, it just kept giving life and breathing life into the fact that we can go through anything and come out of it we can go through the worst atrocities. And so I went through the the hills and valleys of experiencing as I was reading the book, I went through it with her every step of the way and I was empowered with every chapter because I saw God literally giving life to people who had gone through something that would literally break you in the end.
0: Oh, wow. I have to say something. That's like amazing. I'm like getting chill and, you know, goosebumps right now. Um, When I, looked at the um the chapters in your book or um reading what your book was about when i um was searching i immediately just stopped when i seen all of the bible verses (laughs) so i mean it was like that's my whole focus like you had the psalms the ephesians romans you know you had the proverbs and I was like excited, you know, about this book myself. I haven't read it. I'm like getting ready to buy this, purchase this book to read, you know, what's um, her story and her journey. Um, it's, it's uh, yeah, it's giving me chills and, and goosebumps right now. I'm just excited, ready to go purchase the book. <laughs> so do you have like a writing space that that you can, a zone that you can get in or a space in your home that
3: helps you write? Yeah. Um, Write your story. Um, I, I Well, <laughs> I wrote this in pieces. And as I would think, I have memories about it. Because for a long time, I tried to block a lot of that away. You know, in my brain somewhere, I did not want to really deal with it. But <clears throat> I have to live it every day. Because unfortunately, when I look in the mirror every day, I'm reminded of it. So as I would think of things... Uh, like how something made me feel at that particular time or even now when I deal with certain things, I just started writing it down, writing it down. So I had most of it written a uh, while back, a few years ago. I just didn't have the courage at the time because then you're exposing all of your vulnerable self. and I just um I, I found that part difficult because that that meant I think people look at me a lot and just say, there's no way. That happened to you. There is no way, you know, when they just see me physically, they don't say think that I experienced that. But then when I go into the details and talk about it, then I think uh, it probably pulls at people's heartstrings about it. You know, of course uh, that's expected, but <clears throat> um, I just I, I wrote a little by little until I got it, and then when I got the courage, I went on ahead and said, "Hey, it's now or never." And I, I I knew it needed the story needed to be told. It's not. It's it's like I said earlier. It's to encourage people. I've gotten a lot of positive feedback from it, and and people have come up to me lately and said that you know, if you can get through all that then I know that I can get through the things that I'm going through. And I think that's the whole purpose of it. I think that's what God wants us to do is to encourage one another to get through things uh, using our faith, relying on him for the strength because he carries us. And, and I, and I hope that that's what people walk away with it. I don't, I don't want everybody to think about the tragedy of it, you know, just, it's sad, but I don't want everybody to walk away feeling sad. I want you to feel encouraged by what happened because I'm okay. I I want people to think, okay, she got through this. And so I can get through whatever it is that I'm dealing with right now. And that's what I really want people to come away with. You know, I don't want the the sad, sad part. It's sad, but. (laughs) Yes. And you know, we
1: all, I, you can relate this to our life, you know, our life, our disasters or whatever we're trying to overcome as the ashes. Yes. And on the back of the book, it states, oh, my goodness, when life shatters and hope collapses, faith oftentimes come crumbling down around you. Out of the ashes rekindles that hope through author Brenda's story of perseverance and triumph. Oh, my God. I'm like, man, just the back of the book make you like, y'all better go get this book. I am on Amazon right now. (laughs) And you know what? Your story is is so amazing. I have another show called When They Hear Us, um, an author's movement. I am going to have your story replay. So you will actually air for both shows. This has to be heard. I mean, this is amazing. I'm bumping someone else, but they need to hear your story.
3: (laughs) Thank
4: you. I I want to tap into something that Arthur Brenda said there about, you don't want people to focus on the sad part, but you want it to be empowering. One of the things that's so amazing about writing, when you write twofold, it is twofold empowerment. Because when you write, you're not only being a lifeline to those who are reading, you're also being a lifeline to your inner man. Because what happens is the cathartic process of telling your story, it renders up self-empowerment and it allows God to operate in you at a higher level because it allows you to get out the things that have held you bondage. And, and you know, you and I talked about this, being able to move forward and allow God to use your gifts. And had you not written this book, I feel very confident in the Lord saying that Had you not written this book, you would not be at the level you are in terms of, I see you coming out every time we talk. you're more, I see you stepping out, stepping out and not allowing that situation to hold you captive. So many times we get held captive by our past or captive by our pains, but we know that there is a true and living God who will bring you up out of that and your book serves as a witness to that and a lifeline to those who have gone through, amen.
3: Absolutely. I agree. I must admit, I find myself uh, just feeling light, you know, as if something, a weight had came off, you know, and I can uh, face the world and not worry about what anybody thought or said or, you know, how they viewed me. And so all those things that kind of hold you back from being a true self. I probably wouldn't have never <laughs> been out here doing anything where I'm talking to anybody about what had happened with me had it not been for this book and, and and releasing that it was actually a healing so to speak uh for me emotionally spiritually and it even helps me deal with the things that you know deal with physically I know women we don't think about simple things like Uh, wearing something where you may go in a store and you can buy the dress that's off the shoulder. Well, I can't do that. Or I didn't feel comfortable doing that at that time. You know, if you want to go to a special event and you, you you know you're gonna show a little skin or something like that, it's probably no big deal for the average person. You know, they could just go and do that. But for me, it's like, huh, uh, I can't do that, or I have to wear something to cover it up because I really didn't feel comfortable with the stares or the glares or the questions, etc. But right now, I, I think I feel pretty confident, and it's just it is what it is, and I'm okay. Um, at this point from writing this book, I got to that point from doing that.
1: because yeah, We, we all have something wrong with us regardless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one is perfect. And, and, and I can see, I can tell, I can see how you feel because something about writing and I try and tell coach K this all the time, girl, get it out. Let the world hear it. She keeps talking about her story isn't finished. It will never be finished until you're in the ground. You need to release. Let you let me tell you this. You are stealing from other people. You're robbing them. Look, I see. Look, Come on. Come on. Tell her.
4: That's good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> when, here's the thing, like, and I, you know, you, I, y'all. I'm a pastor. I'm a preacher. So forgive me if I get a little preachy. On that, hey, but, look,
3: but, go ahead. <laughs> when, when I'm giving you,
4: a situation that you have had the opportunity to come through. I talked about this just yesterday. When, when when life spears you in the side, there is a process of you being able to ascend higher, but the only way you're going to be able to come up and out and over is being able to share that story and allow God to get the glory. Because when we hold on to it, do you know that that's a, that's a lack of humility? When we hold on to it, we're saying, God, you know, you allow me to get through this, but I'm going to hold it because it belongs to me. But it doesn't belong to you, glory to God, it belongs to him. And when you share it, there is power, there's power, and there is promise. There is also prosperity on the other side of you, allowing your voice to be heard. Amen. Ooh, I get, I'm getting <laughs> chills right now. I am telling you, she keeps telling me, I'm not a writer, somebody need to hear your
1: story. Mm-mm,
3: mm-mm.
1: There is too much that has happened and you have overcome for so you to sit there and be silent. Mm-hmm.
3: Yes, yes. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> yes. Wait, how does it come about me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, no.
0: no, I, no. I, I when I listen to her, you know, I people, I you know, a lot of people always say that they're going through something. Oh, I've been through this, I've been through that. Um, it could have happened to you, but it didn't. You know, um, I had an incident, you know, like you were sent over a stove, you know, I had made me some, you know, cornbread, baked the cornbread in a glass dish. I sat it on an eye that was on and it blew up and I had my one and two year old in the kitchen with me. It, The whole thing just blew up. It shattered glass all over the place, but nothing touched me or my kids, you know, by the grace of God, you know, and And listen to you, you know, that could have happened to me, what you went through, but it didn't. And people have a lot of woe is me. you know, tendencies to want to, you know, sit in and dwell on the past, relive the past and not move forward. You know, it it could have, but it didn't. So stop playing the the victim and move forward in life because you cannot be successful just sitting there, you know, dwelling on the past and having past regrets. You have to
3: mourn your past and keep it moving. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, I never did the pity roll. I, I got up and I made a decision because this, this is the key too. You have to make a, a decision on how you want your life to go after something happens that's tragic. You can sit there and, and pine away. To me yeah, and guess what yeah. i'm just going to be the best looking burn survivor that anybody ever met <laughs> and that's how i looked at it. and that's how i approached it and so i you know i may not be able to, to wear the uh, dress off the shoulder or whatever the cape may be but you can best believe i'm going to find that one that i can wear and that's the key Uh, to that. You can just sit back and and, and give up if you want to, but I I don't give up. I'm a fighter. And so I just did what I had to do. But I know that's not easy for everybody. Everybody doesn't have the same strengths. And I think that's why telling our story and you telling your story helps those that may not necessarily have that strength to do it without some encouragement from someone. And I think when you said, uh, Dr. Lashley, you know, you have to let people hear your story and 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 what's going on with you and share it because you don't uh you you really you you really harm others in the sense that you you have this thing with you you know this positiveness that you can give to somebody that helps them get through something they just needed a little pull from somebody you know and I think that's what we're supposed to be here for you know. You're supposed to pull them a little bit closer, okay. you know, towards uh, the good Lord. And and, and and I think we have an obligation and responsibility to do that. So yeah, that's just my I think we do. I think we have an obligation to yeah. do that. I agree. We do. We do. You think about it, there's the book of Matthew,
4: the book of Mark, the book of Luke, the book of John. There's a book. Of Arthur Brenda, there's a book of Karen Hines. Amen. I there's a book of Doctor Tracy H Lashley. There's a book of each one of us, and what it is, it's comprised of what God brought you out of to get you to, what He brought you through to get you to, and every time someone reads your story, it will bring them through. Amen. So we can't hold it. Amen. Arthur Brenda, you said something. All right, you said we got to tell it, and that's very true, Dr. Lashley. Very true. So, Karen, High, I encourage <laughs> you get out there. I'll, I'll help you, I don't mind. I'll
3: the yes, she'll help you, honey. <laughs> <She'll> help you. <laughs>
1: yes, no, it's, it's honey. um, yeah, there are a lot of things that you know I went through in my past, I didn't let it you know kill me, you know. but when I wrote about it, because last year I was crazy enough to write in seven anthologies (laughs) in five months. (laughs) So in each chapter that I wrote, it was all about my experiences. And I sat down last week and thought about, I'm like, wow, God is using me. He is using me because the book that I'm about to compile everything and add a little bit extra it's going to be done. It's going to be yeah, and he had to bring me to my knees on some of those um, chapters because I did not want to tell it.
3: Absolutely, want yeah. to bring it to your knees. Okay. <laughs> he sure will. <laughs> yeah, he's going to bring you to your knees, and you're going to have to deal with it. And oh, yeah. it's mm-hmm. not easy, but you yeah. feel better.
1: But I be, I be telling my story like it ain't nothing now. I be like, yes, y'all better get that book. <laughs> yeah, look, yeah, I went through that and yeah. I made it through. And here's how I
3: did it. <laughs> exactly, absolutely. So
1: I cannot wait to read about your story. And how are you
3: helping other women from it? Well, I think this is just the beginning of my journey. Uh, I'm just now getting to the place where... um. I felt comfortable in coming out and telling the story. And now I'm just being guided by the Holy Spirit, wherever he takes me on this journey, whatever it is that I need to do on this journey. I've come to that place where, okay, I'm ready to do that. So uh, people come up to me all the time, you know, and you never know. That's the thing too. You never know who's watching you, observing you that you had not paid any attention to. I have people just come up to me sending me messages saying, you just have no idea how much you just blessed my spirit. You have no, I had no idea they were even looking at me or, or even considering me at all. But it goes to show you, you just never know whose lives you're going to touch. And, and it just comes from any place. I can be any place and people come up to me and say that to me. So you just never yeah. know.
4: Yeah. Where's somebody's Bible? Each and every one of us is somebody's Bible. Somebody is watching you to identify what do I need to do? You never know. So I I love that you said that. And the, the most interesting thing about it for me watching you is just seeing you come out and evolve into this powerhouse of a woman who can stand before whatever the enemy throws her and say, you know what? I am victorious. I'm overcoming that. I'm doing this. You know, I love that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I'm I'm loving this show tonight. Wow. Wow. So are you going to help her package it into like maybe courses or something to, you know, keep it going and and help other women with it? Motivate them.
4: You know, definitely. All of all of those things are in the works. I kind of have to. Brenda, you know, I have to push you out of there. (laughs) um, She knows that I'm very determined when it comes to seeing the people of God rise up. You know, uh, there there are no limits, no boundaries. And so being able to establish a branding. We talked about the branding before. Establish a, a branding around out of the ashes and allowing women to be able to have access to something that's tangible that will bring them through. Because a lot of times, you know, you can read a good book. And at the end of the day, it was a good book. But did it mm-hmm. give me what I needed to get through? And so when you can I'm a, I'm a former professor too, so putting curriculum that's
1: yeah, that's uh,
4: yeah. <laughs> Not by choice, but by God's design and man, so, so yeah, we, it definitely is something that we are working towards as it relates to allowing it to be a tangible force of help for other women.
1: Do you have a journal <laughs> that with
4: this? Have
1: a what now? A journal.
4: Oh, that's a great idea.
1: Mhm- yes that's a great idea. okay you're that's muted
3: you're <laughs> about, um, uh having a journal um <laughs> that's a good idea I think, I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, think about uh, that I've just been writing something else that's kind of um <clears throat> it's 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 kind of a spin off of this because after that happened, you know, you still have to deal with life and you have to deal with the things that come up in your lives. And, and some of that ties back to whatever your experiences were, your past experiences were, and how you look at things now. So in my current uh, situations, uh, this one here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to focus a little bit more on how this affected my relationships along the way. Um, yes, because here's the thing when you, when something happens to you tragically and you don't get the, the, the healing, the the counseling that you need, you carry that with you into your relationship and you don't even realize it. You don't even realize the depth of your pain. Um, and you carry that with you. It affects you. Therefore, it affects the other people that come in contact with you and you don't even realize that it's happening to you. And so this one is gonna, my next one is gonna uh, uh, talk a little bit more in depth about that. And then realizing this part of it too, I am not going to be, and I, and I mentioned this to you, and, uh, and this is my next title, I'm not gonna be everybody's cup of tea. And I had to accept that. I'm not going to yes. be, <laughs> you know, you want to fit into this box with everybody. You just want to feel normal. But the reality is when things happen to you along the way, you're not normal in the sense that it, things are a little different for you. You just got to approach them differently. And so I, I'm thinking I'm going to dig deeper this time on this particular uh, uh book. The next one is going to be a little bit deeper. And I think this is the one that will really, really impact uh, women and how they feel about themselves and, and and how we allow ourselves to get into situations that we probably wouldn't have if our self-esteem was better. So I think I'm going to deal with that because there's no way you can have something happen to you tragically and it not affect your self-esteem and your confidence as a woman. There's just no way you can do it. So I want to address that and talk about that a little bit more and how I started dealing with that.
2: Yeah. And Ms. Thompson, I wanted to say, I mean, your story is very, very, like Tracy said, it hits close to home. I know um, all three of us have been through things and I've been through things. And, you know, my thing was finding forgiveness of Mm -hmm. others who caused me that pain um, because it kept me trapped from, Doing and being my best self. And I know that your book is going to help people when they read it. And um, because I'm going to pick me up a copy, too. And then also, I would say, you know, there are people out there looking for exactly what you have. You know, they, you know, they can read about your struggle. They're going to hear about your struggle. Some people are going to feel your struggle. I felt your struggle while you told your story. And to the point that, you know, there is somebody out there that needs to be uplifted. Yes. You know, to be given that faith, that courage um, to see that someone else have been through the fire. Yes. And now they've they've made it to the next level. So that way they know that they can do that same thing. Sometimes you may not have support behind you. You know, like you said, there may not be that counseling. It's that outsider that helps bring them to this new place of self-fulfillment, self-growth. And at the end of the day, they are spiritually, because I love that part of your book, like amazing. Okay. Spiritually like on a whole nother level where you know everything else, the physical is there. we see it. we may have flaws that we don't like about ourselves, but we should love every flaw and everything about what it is that God gave us. everything. you know I'm I'm getting up in age and my eyes are not seeing quite like they used to, but I'm thankful I still have yeah. my hands I still have my voice. I still have my soul and I went and got me a pair of glasses. Okay. Okay. So (laughs) at the end of the day, I want to say, keep empowering, you know, not just write these books, but I want to hear you speak on platforms. Tracy has a platform, you know, you're on this platform. I have a platform. Karen has a platform and I know that you're in the church. Okay. Use, Use those platforms to get your word out so you can heal others and bring them to that place. Like Dr. Quinn said, you're that Bible to someone. So, you know, I, I'm just I, I see the beauty in you, and I know you're gonna go for it. You're gonna touch a lot of hearts and souls. Keep doing what you do.
3: Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you're you. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>
1: Oh, man yes, I see. I actually see a program out of this because there are a lot of women. I don't know if you guys ever heard of clubhouse. <laughs> I don't know if you Not have really. an iPhone. If you have an iPhone, you download that app clubhouse because okay. I have been in and out of some of those rooms and I hear people who need to hear your voice. Really? Yes, ma'am. Really? Yes. Yes.
2: Oh, okay. there's Mm -hmm. a lot of people that are struggling with mental issues and that are suppressing them from going to that next level. Um, We see it a a lot in black women, black men. Um, We struggle because, like you said earlier, we hold things in, you -hmm. know, it's like we're going to keep it in the family or we're not going to say anything about it. And to know that it's okay to tell Mm -hmm. your story. Because it releases you from that yeah. bondage, and a lot of people need that. So, you know, take your platforms, find your—I mean, you have your niche. <laughs> find <laughs> what it is and where it is you want to be, and present that to the world. Yes, because I—I I, I know a lot of people can use that. So, yeah, I, I
0: do want to say I, something, um, and and to. Fall back on what you said prior and what Tiffany just said. You know, we were always taught to keep everything in the home, keep everything, Mm -hmm. keep guarded, keep everything to yourself and not speak about certain things. With that being said, a lot of people are not taught to speak up. They don't know how to release it. So you have a powerful story to help those you know, that need help with releasing whatever is holding them, whatever mm-hmm. is keeping them in those chains. So they want to break from those chains, but they don't know how, because they've never been taught how to do that. So, um, and like Trey said, clubhouse. I don't have clubhouse, but I hear a lot of things about it. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I do agree that something that you can um, be a part of. Um mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Oh, I'll definitely uh, look into that because I, I, I agree we do. When when you're hurting and you don't know which way to turn to, you know, and you don't really have anybody to can talk to honestly, openly about what it is that you're experiencing, you you have a tendency to withdraw, and that's I think that's what the enemy wants us to do is to withdraw, <laughs> and that way he can. Uh, control your thoughts and your mind. You know the Bible tells us, "As a man think if so is he." So once you withdraw like that and you allow that to that darkness to seep in, you actually start thinking that way about yourself, and you don't release it. You just you walk around with it and you hold it, and you know you're not uh, happy. You know you're not fulfilled, but you just don't know what to do about it, and. That's why I emphasize in that book about getting the necessary counseling that you need. Uh, I know in our community, we're not big on counseling, but black folk need counseling. okay <laughs> Black folk probably need more counseling than any other ethnic group, really. I well, i, I, I that's just my personal uh, take on it. and i I would like to see more of us really get the type of counseling that we need, along with our spirituality, you know, I, I really want to see us do that because we do need that. We do. You just need to heal some things and heal some areas. There's it's, mm-hmm. it's nothing wrong with needing that. It's nothing wrong. It was the best decision that I made when I did go do that. And uh, it helped me a whole lot. Look at things in a different way. Perspective from a different perspective, and that was the beginning of my healing process. Doing that, because you, you know,
0: and I, I, I agree. It is, is my thing. Is a lot of black males. Oh my god <laughs> <laughs> right there, you know, and, and from slavery, whatever they they, they are broken.
3: Our black yes. men are broken. Yes, absolutely. They just yes. you
4: know, I have to talk about the mental health piece because that's my area as a psychologist. And when when that comes up, I, I, the brother, you know, that's dear to my heart. So one of the things we have to recognize is you can't be whole if you don't do what you need to do to be whole and broken vessel cannot serve the purpose that it's trying to fulfill because a broken vessel is going to cut somebody. Okay, so you're going to bleed on somebody or you're going to cause someone else to bleed unless you get the help that you need. We have to recognize that counseling or psychological support is no more than you. The same thing you would do if you had a heart attack or if you were having any type of other ailment, you would go and get it attended to. And so we have to recognize that our mental health and our mental wellness requires us. To be able to sit down and talk about the issues. And it's so difficult many times for people to find a comfort in being able to share things that are near and dear to their heart because of fear. Fear will keep you from being able to expose the enemy. I remember before I became a psychologist a long time ago, we actually had to go through counseling sessions. I had to go through counseling before I could actually begin to provide that service to anyone else. And, and one of the things that it does is it teaches you an appreciation for it it's not just about the theories and the processes and all that it's about being able to actually see it in action in your own life and that's what i was able to do and so now as a psychologist and a coach pastor i i look at people and i say when you keep yourself from being whole What you actually do is you put a cap on your ability to be successful across every area of your life because you will begin to have spillover. You'll have spillover in your relationships, you'll have spillover in your businesses, you'll have spillover in everything that you do, even in your physical health because all of our bodily systems are interrelated. And so if I'm having issues mentally and I don't get the help that I need because just for example, I'll use an example, someone who was molested when they were younger. And they never got the counseling and so what happens is the frustration and resentment and self-hatred surrounding that starts to pour over into other areas of their life and eventually when they start to try and really formulate relationships they can't when they try and go to their job and let's just say something happens that reminds them because the brain remembers everything it has a way even down to a scent. the brain captures everything and so when those memories are reintroduced it creates uh, barriers to your ability to be successful right it impedes your ability to move forward so then you start going off on people and you start having difficulty performing and you never link it back to that scent that was in the room when I walked in that was the same scent I smell when I was molested when I was six years old and now all of a sudden all of this is going on and I'm getting pink slips and this and that and the third so we have to recognize that it's not about being ill. It's about being well. What will you do to be well? The Bible tells us to seek wise counsel that doesn't just mean going and talking to your pastor. That means going and talking to or getting whatever support you need because the word wise wisdom is what to do and when to do it. So when you go and you get wise counsel, that person will give you be it a psychologist, a counselor, a pastor, a doctor, whatever they will give you what to do and when to do it prescriptively. Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: I like to That's <laughs> me. I thought I was up in church. <laughs> and,
0: and, and what he said is like you have to. You can't. You can't feed fear. You know. You You have to. Faith trumps fear. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's like a, a um, a Pepsi bottle. You have all these things embedded in you. It's like when you shake that Pepsi bottle up, and then when you release them, you open it. You know what happens. You know,
3: exactly. Exactly. and it,
0: it's, and we need to learn that it's okay to talk to other people. We tend to want to talk to people that is on our side, that's rooting for us. You know, you need to talk to somebody that's going to tell you the truth, to be mm-hmm. honest, open with you. Because mm-hmm. if you don't get that, you're going to still be sitting in that that negativity or that toxicity, and you're going to still think it's okay to do it. Exactly. So, and it's okay to talk to other people. It's okay to be open, you know, to other individuals. And that that right there will guide you and say, okay, you know what? Releasing so much now I see that it is something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of people don't realize that, especially like I said, I'm gonna go to a lot of men.
3: Mm-hmm. They have
0: a they're holding a lot in. It's so mm-hmm. much they're holding in, and they do not want to release it. And by doing that, you are it's your you're in the negativity that you're speaking you know to yourself is you're 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 feeding negativity so you're it's like you're consuming it you know you're not releasing it so everything negative you say is you are that negative
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know yes. um yes. so you just have to have people just speak talk to somebody you know mm-hmm. without the biases somebody that's not gonna be biased somebody that you don't really to know that you do know enough to where everything is going to be um, not your business not going to be out in the street you know so just yeah. find that one person that you can talk to that
3: you know that's going to be honest with you and, and the other part of that is, is this too it, it's not easy it's not easy um, to do that so you, you have to make a choice that you want to be whole and healthy you, you have to come to that when, when you realize it, oh my goodness if something is wrong it's <laughs> wrong with me that's a hard thing to accept and admit that's a hard thing to accept and admit but if you're dedicated to becoming whole if you're dedicated to that you will do whatever it is that's necessary to get you to that point if it means you have to just fall out on the floor and just release it, holler, do whatever you have to do. Until you get to that point, you will not be free. So you do have to get to that point. You have to make a decision. You have to make a choice to do that. You do, you do have to make a choice. And it's not easy to do that. But if you want to be whole, you can become whole. You can become whole. I, I truly believe that. And I think God will place those people that are necessary to help you get there, he'll just give them to you. If you trust him and you believe in him and accept his word and, and what he says, he will guide you. You'd be surprised. I people come up to me and just help me. I mean <laughs> think about anitra. Um, you know, she just helped me God, whoever God placed on my heart to reach out to because there's several people that that I knew from the town that had written books and stuff. But it was just something about her that Holy Spirit said, contact her. And when I did, things kind of just fell into place. And that's how it always is with me. Uh, things fall into place. He's always provided those people, those tools, those things that I needed the most just when I needed them. So healing, healing is possible. Becoming whole is possible. It is, you know, and talking even
0: to young kids that don't know about God or whatever. God will yeah. always your parents do not teach you about God. You you, when you get a certain age, you're on your own. You know, mm-hmm. you get to, you're on your own. And don't say nobody. Your parents never told you about God. Do not. Because what, what's going to happen is God had already placed somebody in your path to tell yeah. you about them. Exactly. So you can't always blame your parents. You're, wherever you go there, he's going to place somebody in your path. and going to tell you, you know, about him. So, um, but you have to be in a place to listen,
3: mm-hmm. you
0: know, mm-hmm. I was, you know, I'm strong I'm like, you know what? God can't tell me to peace be still. You got to just tell me to shut up, you know, because <laughs> you just, just listen to me, you know, and, and he has it to, to this day. You got to tell me to shut up and let me, and just listen, because by me talking, you know, and, uh, and, and you know, just keep talking about things that happen, I'm only putting boulders in front of me
4: mm-hmm. that he's not going to
0: move until I just sit and wait for him to move it. I can talk all day long. I can pray all day long. I can do this. But if I keep continuing to talk about the same things over and over and over again, no boulder is going to be there. You know, mm-hmm. you I can find my way around it, but it, another boulder is going to be there,
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know? So um, yeah, it's just, it's just people have to, release things in order and and just sit and listen to god when he speaks because you're gonna miss you're gonna miss it
3: Mm -hmm. absolutely Amen.
4: You said something about people. The people will just be there. That's so true. The word of God says he will send people for your life. What that means is he'll send people that have been assigned to you to see you to the expected end, to see you through whatever calamity, whatever atrocity, whatever situation. And they're not, it's not just anybody. There's specific people who are, who are assigned to you and there are specific people who you are assigned to. Amen. And God will assure that they are in place such that you won't have to go seek them out amen god will bring them right
1: to you yes god he will amen oh amen you know when amen. i initially i did not want to talk about this <laughs> 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 i know you probably felt it in the beginning of the show everybody was literally, like silent like i'm like i don't i don't know about this one <laughs> but i am so glad that you did that you came on here and you preached um, you educated, you inspired, empower. I mean, everything under the sun. The <laughs> listeners are going to appreciate this one, they're going to hear it twice, and it's going to go across social media and be on podcast platforms. So, I'm like, Yes, but there yes, is baby. one thing I have to end this show with. Yes, I see you were a Delta, yes, <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> what was your feeling? I have to talk about this one.
3: <laughs> yesterday was just eight phenomenal. Eight <laughs> oh, my goodness. What, yesterday was phenomenal. It's just a, I, I, I literally teared, teared up when I saw uh, Vice President Harris. Is that what we're going to call her now, Vice President? Who can't call her Kamala. Madam, Madam <laughs> Vice President? <laughs> Vice President <Harris>. oh. <laughs> It was so. It was just so emotional and just so touching. It was beautiful just to see that in our time, in our generation. You know, to see that because I never would have thought that would have ever happened. And mm-hmm. I am so proud of her. And I am just so supportive and just elated uh, that she was given that opportunity. I know that role was not easy for her, and I know you know a lot of people are probably looking at that and and not. Feeling like she deserved it, but hey, she deserved to be there. She deserved to be there. She worked hard and she got there, and she was smart enough to get there. So, yeah, I'm I'm just excited and I'm just <laughs> hopeful for for, for this administration. Yes. Yes. You know, healing will come to the land, and we'll get from up under all this craziness we've been up under these past yes. 40 years. So, I'm excited. I was looking for her pearls.
4: I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm, still, I'm still on the happen. Right but when I tell you I was Strutting uh, threatening everything, I mean <laughs> on one hand and ski on the other because I was so excited, you, you know, to see what we have come through as a people. And not only Amen. as a people, but this is a woman. Amen. And I love how exactly. she said. First, but I won't be the last. Amen. I'm excited that I believe, even in my lifetime, that we will see a woman president. I believe that now. Oh, yes. really oh, no, yes. somebody actually that the president's
1: coming. Amen. And I'm <laughs> <sorry. Man>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, y'all, I had to do that one. I'm like, I, I hope my, um, people at my job don't hear this, but my eyes were glued on the TV yesterday. I know I was working, but.
4: <laughs> Girl.
3: I told my boss, I said, you know, I'm on, I'm watching this uh, inauguration. Like, I just want you to know I'm watching this inauguration. Said, I am too. <laughs> so, should have a holiday. You know, a holiday. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, just think about how far women have come. You know, it was oh, amazing. I'm just so excited and happy. And uh, I thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to be on here today and and share some of my story. Uh, I really encourage you to go read the book. It's it's got some funny parts in there too. You know, I try to inject some humor in there, and, and it's just you know, like I said earlier, I don't want it to be all about sadness. I, I want it to encourage and 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 uh, to help people help women in particular, because I know you mentioned things about men not having, uh, you know, not being healed and whole, and that's true. I think my focus, though, is more on women, because I think women carry so much emotionally uh, because we're the support system for everybody else, you know, we're we're supporting our families, you know, the children, the husbands, the mates, you know, whatever, and we forget about ourselves. We forget about ourselves. So, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll get some other platforms and, and do some other things. I know I know, going to have <laughs> stuff for me to do. <laughs> How can the people get in touch with you? Yeah, uh, think- I'm actually going to be featured in our um, hometown uh I think Black History, they're going to do it for Black History, right? Mississippi will be featured in the library. We can
4: also reach out to you on social media. You have an author page there on Facebook. Yeah, so,
1: yeah. Wow, okay. So what is your handle on social media platforms? Um, email address? Website? Uh,
3: uh, my, at my email is bj52 alex at yahoo.com and i'm on facebook as bj kennedy uh on facebook that's how they'll find author's page it has my name brenda thompson and it has out of out of the ashes on there so they can find me there on facebook and and you know i'm on instagram too i think i'm on instagram as bj6007 I think that's what it is. And, uh, you know, I'm out here and you guys just go on there and my book is on Amazon and just go order it and look me up and give, give us some support. <laughs> okay, the Amitra, how can they find you? Yes, if they are
4: needing any type of assistance as it relates to whether it's coaching or speaking or even preaching, I have a website there. It's Dr. Shelton-Quinn.com. Uh, I hope I'm, let me make sure I look, I've had, like, make sure I'm quoting my little website right, but, and then I'm also on Facebook, uh, there is a, my professional page is Dr. Anitra Shelton Quinn, I also have a personal page there under Anitra Shelton Quinn, I'm also on Instagram, uh, and under uh, Dr. Anitra Shelton Quinn, so I'm pretty much consistent, and also Googleable, so if you Google me, you'll find my website, Uh so yeah, that, that's easy. Everybody goes to Google. Nobody even, you know, you can say, this is my website. But they're going to Google. That's the easiest way. I don't know that's I find everything. So feel free to Google me. But again, I do have a website. You can reach out to me there.
3: All right. I oh, can uh, website, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you can. We will talk about that. Yes. <laughs> Tracy, what's you think? Yeah.
1: She's gonna get you right. <laughs> <laughs>
3: platform,
4: Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Karen, Tiffany, do y'all have like a quick one minute um closer remark?
0: Well, I've talked so much. They know, you know, I just I'm I'm a mindfulness, you know. Oh, person, there we so. go. Yeah, so I, you know, the, the mental health and just focusing on your present, you know, present moment and just keep it moving. You can't relive your past. You know, you just got to focus and just um stay prayed up. And um, I but I do really appreciate you guys. Um I, I that the book that Tracy talking about me writing, I don't know if that's gonna happen.
1: It's gonna happen. You
0: know, I
1: have to write it myself.
4: Oh
3: yeah, that's a with that. I'm. Thinking, yeah. You're right before you even know it. Right. <laughs> I, do, I do really I, I push,
4: yeah, I really do. I really do. <laughs> but I do really commend
0: you guys and thank you guys for coming on and giving everybody the um, you know, been on our pro- platform and sharing your story and your journeys and stuff like that. So um yeah, I just really appreciate you guys.
2: And um, yeah. All right. Tiffany? Yes. I would like to say I've already purchased your book during this call and uh, this show. And <laughs> so support is there, honey. You got it. And I will be passing the word and posting your book on my page and on my pl- platforms as well. Um, I've just found you ladies both on Facebook. So you will see me on there um, tagging you as friends and liking your page. I would like to say that keep doing what you're doing. Um, inspire, empower, and and just bring all of your passion that you have right now to every woman that's listening, every male, every child, because somebody needs you. So I am so grateful and thankful that you released um, the, the suppression that you had and you're sharing it with the world, and I know that it's gonna open hearts and ears and you're gonna go far.
4: Thank you for listening to When They Hear Us, where Dr. Tracy Hines Lashley and her guests provide stories and experiences. This is also a platform for authors to encourage, empower, and equip people around the world with their voice. To learn more about Dr. Lashley and her quest to share the voice of powerful writers, go to her website at drtracylashley.info You may also contact her by sending an email to info at drtracylashley.com. Remember to always intentionally walk in your purpose and strive to elevate to significance.